0: When we last left off, Ivan had seen Ruby in her habitat with the other elephants, and Ruby is really happy. Um, He is also, Ivan is also getting along well with Kenyani, and um, I think that was the last thing that happened. They were starting to groom each other. Alright, talk. Gorillas aren't chatty like humans, prone to gossip and bad jokes. But now and again, we swap a story under the sun. One day, it's my turn. I tell my troop about Mac and Ruby and Bob and Stella and Julia and George, about my mother and father and sister. When I am done, they look away, silent. Kenyani moves closer. Her shoulder brushes mine, and we let the sun soak into our fur together. On top of the hill. I've explored every nook and cranny of this place except for a hill at the far end where workers have been repairing a wall. They're finally gone. They've left behind a fresh white brick and a mound of black dirt. While the others laze in the morning sun, I want to explore the hilltop. They've been there before and I have not. Everything is still fresh to my eyes. I take my time going uphill, savoring the feel of grass on my knuckles. The breeze carries the shouts of children and the downy hum, the drowsy hum of bumblebees. Near the top of the hill is a low-limbed tree, the kind my sister would have loved. The wall is endless, clean and white, stretching far down to the habitats beyond my own. It's high and wide, carefully built to keep us in and others out. This is, after all, still a cage. It rained last night, and the pile of dirt is soft to the touch. I scoop up a handful and breathe in the loamy smell. It's a rich brown color, heavy and cool in my palm, and the wall waits like an endless blank billboard. The wall, it's a big wall, but it's a big pile of dirt and i'm an artist i slap handfuls of mud on the wall cement, on the warm cement i make a handprint i tap my nose with my muddy finger i make a nose print i slap my palms up and down the mud is thick and hard to see but i keep moving and scooping and spreading i don't know what i'm making and i don't care I make swoops and swirls and thick lines, figures and shapes, light and shadow. I'm an artist at work. When I'm done, I step back to admire my work, but it's a large canvas and I'd like to get a better view. I go to the thick limbed tree and grab the lowest branch. I try to swing my legs. Oomph, I land hard. I'm too big to climb, I suppose. I try again anyway. And this time, I pull myself onto the first limb, gasping for breath. One more limb, two. I can't go any farther. Perched halfway up the tree, I see my troop still dozing contentedly. I take in the wall, splattered and splashed with mud. Not much color, but lots of movement. I like it. It feels dreamy and wild like something Julia might have made. From my seat in the tree, I can see beyond the wall. I see giraffes and hippos. I see deer with legs, like delicate twigs. I see a bear snoozing in a hollow log. I see elephants. Safe. She's far away, belly deep in tall grass, with others by her side. Ruby. She's Here, Stella, I whisper. Ruby's safe, just like I promised. I call to Ruby, but the wind tugs at my words, and I know she'll never hear me. Still, Ruby pauses for a second, her ears spread wide like tiny snails, tiny sails. Then, with a lumbering grace, she moves on through the grass. Silverback. It's a cloudy evening chill and drizzly. Dinner is on its way, but I don't care. At night we sleep in our den, but I'm always the last to head inside. I've been inside long enough. This time of day, there aren't many visitors, just a few stragglers leaning on the wall that separates us. They point, take a couple of pictures, then head over to the nearby giraffes. One of the keepers is beckoning, That means calling over to him to come over. Reluctantly, I turn to go. Out of the corner of my eye, I see someone running. I pause. It's a girl with dark hair, lugging a backpack. A man follows behind, racing to catch up. Ivan, the girl yells. Ivan, it's Julia. I scramble to the edge of the wide moat that skirts the wall. Julia and George wave to me. I dash back and forth, hooting and grunting, doing a gorilla dance of happiness. Calm down, says a voice. You're behaving like a chimp. I freeze. A tiny, nut-brown, big-eared head pops out of Julia's backpack. Nice place, Bob says. Bob, I say, it's really you in the flesh how where i can't seem to find any words george's job at the zoo doesn't start till next week so he and julia made an agreement she's walking three extra dogs to cover my food and get this they're all poodles you said you didn't want a home i say yeah bob says but julia's mom likes my company so i figure i'm doing everybody a favor It's a win-win. Julia pushes Bob's head back inside her backpack. You're not supposed to be here, she reminds him. Ivan looks great, doesn't he, Jules? George asks, stronger, happier even. Julia holds up a little photo, but it's too far away for me to see. It's Ruby, Ivan. She's with the other elephants now because of you. I know, I want to tell her. I saw it with my own eyes. We stare across the expanse that separates us. After a while, George pats Julia's arm. Time to go, Jules. Julia waves a wistful smile. Bye, Ivan. Say hello to your new family. She tugs to George. She turns to George. Thank you, Dad. For what? For She gestures at me. For this. They turn to leave. The lamps that light the zoo pathways blink on, blanketing the world with yellow light. I can just make out Bob's little head sticking out of Julia's backpack. You are the one and only Ivan, he calls. I nod, then turn toward my family, my life, my home. Mighty Silverback, I whisper. Mighty Silverback that is the end of the one and only Ivan. Thanks for listening.